Gal Menno and you're listening to The Great Up Leveler, where lives are lived and dreams fulfilled. series with Erin Young from Thriving People Better World, based here on the Sunshine Coast in Australia, we explore the concept of leadership through the lens of sociocracy and social permaculture. We also talk in depth about group work and the importance of sitting in circle. I'm excited by the notion of a horizontal leadership model and not vertical hierarchy as so often seen in organisations. So I sought Erin out to discover this concept in depth. Social permaculture and sociocracy were not terms that I had heard of too many times before, but something about their egalitarian type notions of working in community really hit home, and I wanted to find out more. I work with David Holmgren's um, telling of the principles. They're slightly more broad in their scope. For example, the very first permaculture principle that David Holmgren uh, identified as observe and interact as a nature-informed uh, design approach. Um, you know, understanding nature principles and patterns is really important because we are nature as humans. So when we understand how we synchronize with the rest of life around us, then we can better inform ourselves as to how to fit in. So observe and interact means we watch the patterns and cycles that are around us. So observe and interact for human systems and people systems um, means we have to observe ourselves as humans, but also the context and the setting we're in, as we humans are not um, separate from the nature around us and life around us. So for example, quite a simple one, but it seems quite... Um, a lot of people don't recognize it a lot is that through the year we have the solar cycle and in winter time we're heading into winter now it'll be winter solstice in just less than three months that's the lowest amount of sunlight we have here in on the sunshine coast in australia and so it's winter time it's cold it's internal it's darker um and so it provokes a, a way of being inside of, of who we are as individuals and who we can be as groups as well. For me to work with that pattern, um, so another principle of permaculture is work from patterns to details. So I observed that pattern of going darker in the winter solstice and then um, that's more of an internal time, it's like the new moon time, dark moon, new moon time, um, and then uh, rising up out of that with a greater sense of who I am because I've had time to rest and restore and recuperate and then coming out and uh, having new um, a new vision for the next year to come and growing that vision and allowing that to fruit and so by the summer solstice six months later in the middle of summer that's the time to be fully active external um, extroverted see our visions and intentions fruiting in the world and be tending to them and you know just like a garden or you know a permaculture farm to be active busy harvesting you know where as it goes past the summer solstice into the autumn equinox and then going down into lower activity again for the next winter and um, that cycle that pattern allows us time of being active but also time of restoration and it's really important that we have that if we're on the go all the time 
our adrenals get worn out and we don't have time to reflect and think about what it is we've achieved, um, think about how we want to re-design uh, what we're doing or um, tweak our systems so that we can be more accurate and on mission with whatever we're doing. That's an example of applying a permaculture principles, working from patterns to details that I think is really powerful for humans. And we are, you know, our society is designed more like my environmental engineering reality. Um, it's just like, we, we're the humans who decide what goes on. Um, we will, we've got some, we've got understanding of science and the systems around us, but we're basically going to say where we want to do what we want to do. You know, when we think about our human systems and how we do things, we're pretty much on the go. There are absolutely exceptions. We have holidays and downtime. Um, and I'm, a, I'm very much an anomaly. I, I'm on the fringe. I'm not in a mainstream nine to five job. Um, I'm a bit detached from that world. But I, I know there's still a lot of people who are working 50, 60 hours a week. They're just going, 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 constantly going. And that's where the feeling of the treadmill could come in because there's no stop, restore. You know, the weekend is such a short grasp of time to kind of catch a breath and have some semblance of who a person is outside of a workplace. So. In you guys to do this social permaculture with a reflection on the cycles of life for the individual, would you take that into a broader context within a group or are you more interested in the individual and how we sit in our own environment? How are you using the social permaculture to um, promote it or to get the message out there that there is a better way of living? Yeah, I was working for a, uh, a social enterprise in Brisbane called Food Connect and they wanted to become a workers' cooperative and so they had some people come in to give us training in a system called sociocracy. And that system is about collaborative decision-making and governance or organization of the work people do together in, in a group. And uh, it was said to me that sociocracy is like permaculture for people. So it just got my attention straight away. And I followed the sociocracy path and I've, been self-learning um, and learning with others in unofficial apprenticeships essentially um, and learning how to be a trainer and a consultant um, in this uh, group coll collective collaborative decision-making system so very much to me social permaculture is a collective collaborative um, application that is also very much applicable to the individual because it can apply through all of life from the deep individual space to the big collective uh, nation state level i i believe i haven't sort of explored out that far at this stage sociocracy for example is a, a form of social permaculture it's a it's one of the tools i have in my social permaculture toolkit so to speak um, not all people in uh, social permaculture will know what sociocracy is necessarily, but this uh, framework of decision-making and organizing how people work together is very much capturing people's attention because it takes um, 
how an organization set up it from the top-down hierarchical reality in uh, and spreads it into a more dynamic uh, 3D sort of setting, so to speak. So it's also not flat structure. It's not everyone is uh, in every decision together. It groups together people who are experts in different parts of the organization, so departments, and gives them an opportunity to be semi-autonomous in making their decisions. So the process of decision-making is based on, it's called consent decision-making, so it's based on consent, uh, not, not consensus necessarily. So um, there's much more technicality I could go into, but essentially it is inclusive, the team's voice about what this um, decision is on how they're going to operate together and um, so it's um, integrating rather than segregating another permaculture principle um, producing no waste by including people's um, objections to the decision so people have the, the um, opportunity to say uh, I don't think this is going to meet our aim of our team what we're here to do is going to help us do that appropriately and instead of that being a block or a veto, the facilitator in this situation then explores with the group how to integrate that feedback um, into either making that proposal uh, tighter and more appropriate for what's happening or realizing with the group that we, they need to do more research and work and exploring it. So um, permaculture is essentially based around living systems you know, that's what life is, that's what our human body is. We're a living system. It, it has its own intelligence. We don't have to think about pumping our heart or taking a breath. Um, but we know we need to feed ourselves and uh, sleep and uh, have fun and enjoy life and express ourselves. You know, there's things that our living system requires to be healthy. And it's a way of seeing an organization as a living system. And it's not just a machine that you push buttons and, you know, people aren't cogs in the machine of like, okay, that's your job, you've got no opinion of that we're going to hear, we tell you what to do, we're designing this situation and you're just doing it. It's more like that person has a say on what goes on because they're a living part of the system. And so it sees people as sensory uh, beings and receives the information from them. So everyone's basically, you know, when you boil it down, it, it's, um, it's self-organization and, and a collective design of what the organization's doing by distributing the leadership through all the different teams. So could you mention a couple of organizations that you're aware of who are currently doing this? Yeah, so in Australia, there's an eco-village uh, north of Sydney called Narara Eco Village. Uh, they've been working with sociocracy for the past 10 years with my colleague Gina Price, who's based in Perth. Um, Food Connect in Brisbane didn't follow through with sociocracy at the time due to resources and their ability to really, you know, it's also a paradigm shift. People have to be ready to commit to it in the long term. As you're talking though, I'm yeah. thinking of, and you'd be surprised by this, but Macquarie Bank and Google, because they've completely restructured their organization and gotten rid of their compact um, seating structure, for example, and they stand up and work. They have no set place to put their things. It's all in a locker, and then they communicate with each other yeah. 
so it's a more creative collaborative environment is that a little bit towards sociocracy or social permaculture or is that something completely different that they're doing i'd say you could read more social permaculture into that than sociocracy sociocracy is quite a particular thing um uh, that maybe they use they use it uh i don't know but social permaculture you could read much more into those sort of settings use and value diversity is a sort of permaculture principle so even diversity in terms of um, how we're working and placing ourselves and working through the day could be really important for our ability to do our work depending on what we're doing I mean it's different for so many people but having the option to stand up and have a standing desk and sit down when we need to you know, it gives diversity in our even our perspective um, what we can see and hear and um, which could be really valuable. So uh, social permaculture is a much broader, less defined thing um, that's still, it's quite a um, emerging thing in the world, um, which is why it's really exciting to me. Those progressive companies are, are seeing people as living systems more and more um, and wanting to integrate people's uh, feedback and input in designing how they do the so I'm wondering how popular in your mind is this becoming? Who I hear being excited about this are people who are wanting to do things differently in life and the world. And I think it, it makes for a really interesting situation because there's so many more people um, with more pressure um, and that this pool of thinking and ideas create some really progressive concepts and people are um, realizing they need to work together and live together to actually have substance and a sense of um, foundation um, and not wanting to always have to rely on the government to be there to support them when they need. They want to have a smaller sense of um, their, their domain of influence um, so there's more not necessarily about control, but I think all humans want that sense of self-determining. We want to know that we have an influence over the place where we are. We want to know we've got power in our world. And um, not only in Europe, but in Australia, Western countries, a lot of other countries in the world, there's a lot of concentrated power to the government. And that could be quite um, destabilizing to our sense of security because if we don't necessarily agree with how the government are going about doing their thing, then there's a lot of aggregation of decision and power there that um, people are using things like permaculture to step outside of the system. So I think that it really um, asks people to step up in responsibility and respect of how they are together in a group. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of us have uh, being brought up in a culture and a system that was very punitive. You know, if you do something wrong, you get in trouble for it, you get punished. People go to jail, people go to the naughty corner. You know, it's drummed into us pretty early. You do the right thing, you're going to be okay. You do the wrong thing, you're going to get in trouble. Um, very much, in my opinion, that's how Australian cultures uh, started in colonial Australia. That's, that's a big part of our, our cultural construct. 
um, it's a really great time for people to talk about permaculture in general and share it and empower people. I mean, the big thing, it's not to, to step away from the sense of um, the, being in a power of a system. What's more exciting than that is actually to have a sense of power in one's world and to have the beauty and joy of growing food. Um, and so applying that to a social reality um, when we feel like we've actually got a voice in the groups that we're in, that we're not just following a leader who's telling us what to do, but we are able to collectively determine what we're going to do together and um, use the diversity of perspectives in a group to figure out what's most appropriate for us where we are, then people have a bigger sense of engagement and fulfillment. You know, it actually just feels a lot better to, to feel heard and feel like that one's opinion is um, able to be uh, integrated into what's going on. Um, there's a lot of self-organization that then happens. People can't, I think people start to learn when, once they realize they've got space to be heard, they, they don't necessarily fill it with rubbish because they, they respect that um, you know, we've all got our own perspectives and we're all here with a community of doing whatever it is we're doing in a group together. Something like permaculture and something like social permaculture can feel strange and unfamiliar because we're not used to being given a space to have a say. But once that normalizes to some extent, people realize it's like a big exhale, like, oh, I can actually relax. And I don't have, you know, I think there's a lot of subtle anxiety that people live with. They don't realize it. Um, it's just sort of normalized anxiety and nervous systems are a bit more strung out. But when people get their hands in the soil, like there's actually biochemical um, health, uh, positive impacts that come from having hands in the soil and breathing fresh, fresh oxygen. When we get the hands in the soil of our groups, so to speak, and when we get to breathe the fresh air of, of our groups and when we get to integrate more cycles and seasons into our group work, then there is also that same sense of the nervous system getting to relax and a more sense of um, yeah, contribution. That's really important to humans, I think. You've been listening to The Great Up Leveler. Thanks for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find out further information from our website at thegreatupleveler.com or you can also check us out on social media, Facebook at The Great Up Leveler. And I'm Kim Balmano and it's been a pleasure being your host. Join us next time. Look forward to it. Music